Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain TXB and today is the 3rd of July 2023 and unfortunately guys, there is not much movement so far as the price of Bitcoin and major cryptocurrency is concerned. But if you were to look at the overall global cryptocurrency market, it is definitely at $1.20 trillion. Now it is still way below its all-time high, but nonetheless, that looks like the first week of July is definitely looking positive. But unfortunately guys, we have some negative news and this is regarding the Bitcoin spot ETF and looks like the US Security and Exchange Commission have dismissed the latest spot Bitcoin ETF. So we'll definitely go ahead and talk about it. And the reasoning that they have given is that the applications are inadequate. Now, does this mean that this is going to be cancelled? Definitely not. It just means that what the applicators need to do, that is BlackRock and Fidelity Investments, they need to reapply for it again. And most likely, guys, there is a possibility that the first Bitcoin spot ETF in US will be approved. So we'll definitely go ahead and discuss that in today's episode. And guys, we also have some update. And this, to be honest, is a massive update regarding Kraken, which is the world's oldest cryptocurrency exchange. And looks like they've been asked to share data to IRS. And this is because of taxation purposes. So we'll definitely go ahead and discuss this. And we have some update cards regarding Celsius Network. And they are allowed to convert all coins into Bitcoin and Ethereum. And this would definitely be ideal, particularly if you're one of the creditors for Celsius. So definitely an interesting news. And guys, we also have some unfortunate news regarding ChatGPT and looks like the accounts may have been compromised in darknet markets. So definitely not a positive news and we'll definitely go ahead and discuss what that news is all about. And a security research firm called as Group IB did actually identify over 100,000 ChatGPT accounts that are currently being sold in the darknet market. So definitely not a good look. And guys, like we do in every Crypto and Coffee Date podcast, we're going to be discussing two news from Dubai, UAE and the Middle East. And the first news, guys, is about a bank from Switzerland and they are planning to expand crypto ambitions with Dubai license. And the bank is called as Julius Sparrow. So we'll definitely go ahead and discuss what the news is all about. And the second news, guys, is regarding artificial intelligence. And UAE-backed biotech company is actually trialing drug designed by artificial intelligence. Now, this might be a bit spooky, guys. Imagine artificial intelligence slowly and steadily gaining control over medicines as well. Now, this might sound a bit scary, guys, but in hindsight, if you were to look at it, it might be much safer than, let's say, human doing some trials as well. So, definitely interesting topic. So, quite a lot of cover, guys, in today's episode. So, let's kick start with it right away. Welcome to the Krypton Coffee at 8, the daily podcast that keeps you up to date on all latest developments in the world of cryptocurrencies blockchain and nfts join us monday to friday as you kick off your day with a cup of coffee and a deep dive into the exciting and rapidly evolving world of digital assets we'll cover the latest news and trends in the cryptocurrency and blockchain space as well as delve into the growing world of nfts or non-fungible tokens and metaverse plus we'll keep you updated on the latest developments from dubai uae and the wider middle east region whether you're a seasoned crypto enthusiast or just getting started, Crypto and Coffee at 8 has something for you. Our expert host will provide insight and analysis on the most important topics in the industry and help you stay up to date on the latest developments. We'll bring you interviews with leading figures in the crypto and blockchain space and explore the ways in which these technologies are changing the world around us. From the impact on traditional financial systems to the potential for revolutionizing industries 
and transforming societies. We'll cover it all on Crypto and Coffee at 8. So tune in and join us for a daily dose of Crypto and Coffee at 8. And let's stay ahead of the curve together. We'll start your day off right with the most important news and insights from the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse and help you navigate this exciting and rapidly evolving landscape. In Crypto and Coffee at 8, the daily podcast covers the latest developments in the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse. We'll also bring you updates on the latest news from Dubai, UAE and wider Middle East region. This also includes a range of topics such as developments in the local and blockchain industry, including new projects and initiatives, regulatory updates, and policies related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region, local and regional events, and conferences focused on crypto and blockchain, interviews with leading figures in Dubai, UAE, and Middle East crypto and blockchain community, coverage of any significant news or events related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region. By covering these local and regional developments, in addition to the wider world of cryptocurrency and blockchain, Crypto & Coffee at 8 aims to provide a comprehensive overview of the industry and its impact on the Dubai, UAE and Middle East region. Now before we kickstart today's episode, I have an important message, so check this out. Shalut Group, a luxury retail and distributor which is headquartered in Dubai, are getting into the NFT game. And here's the deal guys, they are not just getting into the NFT and metaverse space, they are going to be shaping the NFT metaverse and Web 3.0 space which I believe is excellent not just for Dubai and UAE but also for the global cryptocurrency community as well. And guys, Charlotte Group's Web 3.0 sneaker brand called Soulmates revealed their first NFT collection on the 12th of April. Now what is really interesting is that it's called as Soulmates so it's spelled as S for Sugar, O for Orange, L for Larry. Now instead of E, they have replaced it with Web 3 and it is the number 3 mates.xyz and guys listen Charlotte group has over half a century's worth of experience in luxury goods and then getting into the nft space is a massive deal now if you're a sneakerhead you definitely need to check out soulmates.xyz and once again guys the number is three instead of an e it has all the information and in the show notes below you'll get all the information and listen guys if you want to be an early adopter you can also pre-mint it at www.dreamin.xyz forward slash soulmates so definitely check it out and they have a discord community as well and Gas Nick who is the head of corporate innovation at Charlotte Group and also the co-founder of Soulmates has a whatsapp group where he constantly provides updates in the area of NFTs, Metaverse and Web 3.0 so guys check out soulmates.xyz and be part of the Soulmates OG NFT that is definitely going to shape the industry next Startup OI is global one tech platform for tech it offers global high paying tech jobs with flexibility in working time and location, global free tech events and tech networks to connect with global like-minded engineers. A brilliant platform to listen to the tech experts in Metaverse and to grab their insights. Now listen, all you have to do is download the app Startup OI. If you're using an Android version, go to Google Store and App Store for iOS devices. Alternatively, you can also click on the show notes below to download Startup OI. Next, guys listen, if you're into fitness, if you're into adventure, if you want to do something well but still want to keep your health in check, there is a new podcast in town, a podcast focusing on obstacle course race in the Middle East. The podcast is called The Race Pace Podcast. So check out The Race Pace Podcast across all leading platforms. And The Race Pace Podcast is a peer-to-peer community-driven podcast where they talk all about obstacle course race in the Middle East, from Sandstorm to Spartan Race, from Tough Mudder to Desert Warrior Challenge and also the Government Gulf Games and quite a lot more. The podcast has interviews with athletes, 
locally and internationally to get inside scoop on how athletes prepare for obstacle course race. In the podcast, they also talk about interesting stories on why they are motivated to do obstacle course race. And that's not all. They also plan to release seven NFTs. And these NFTs are no ordinary. These NFTs will represent every emirate in the UAE. And listen, guys, these NFTs are going to be absolutely massive. So do one thing. Go to Spotify. Go to iTunes. Go to any leading podcasting platform and search for Rise in the Obstacle Course Race podcast. And finally, guys, not your keys, not your crypto. If you have dabbled with cryptocurrencies and now are seriously getting to protect your cryptocurrencies, there is no better way to protect it by using a hardware wallet. And this is where Ledger Wallet kicks in. And Ledger Wallets are hardware cryptocurrency wallets made by Ledger, a company headquartered in Paris, France. And Ledger's hardware wallets are multi-currency wallets that are used to store private keys for cryptocurrencies offline. And Ledger offers two hardware wallets, the Ledger Nano and Ledger Nano X wallets. They are world-class experts with extensive crypto security backgrounds. They continuously look for vulnerabilities in Ledger products in a constant effort to improve the level of security. In today's world, securing these digital assets is a critical challenge. And this is where Ledger kicks in. So click the link below to buy your hardware wallet and support this podcast. It is a brilliant way to support this podcast. So what are you waiting for? The link is in the show notes below. Now guys, as you've taken care of that, let's kick start by looking at the global cryptocurrency market. Now as of today guys, the global cryptocurrency market is at $1.20 trillion. Now to be honest guys, this might be the very first time where the global cryptocurrency market has touched the $1.20 trillion mark. Now unfortunately, since the last 24 hours, it has marginally gone down by 0.23%. The total cryptocurrency market volume over the last 24 hours is not doing good either. It is at $26.48 billion. Now mind you guys, you need to remember that I'm looking at this data in the early hours of Monday in Dubai. And technically speaking guys, it is still Sunday in most of the western countries. So in Canada and US, the volume might be ridiculously low for the fact that it is on a Sunday. Now since the last 24 hours, the volume is down by 14.94%. The total volume in DeFi guys is not looking good either. It is at $2.42 billion and if you look at the total value locked, it is down to $43.81 billion. But surprisingly guys, the volume has definitely picked up pace and the volume is $2.51 billion. And if you actually look at the volume on DeFi on a regular weekday, the volume usually hovers somewhere between the $1.10 to $1.30 billion. The Lido is still dominating so far as total value locked is concerned and $14.53 billion is locked in this protocol. And the number second, guys, as we know, is make it our protocol and so on and so forth. Now, DeFi is still accounting for 9.05% of the total cryptocurrency market 24-hour volume. Now, look, guys, in order for cryptocurrency to go mainstream, the DeFi volume or the percentage of the DeFi accounting for the total cryptocurrency market has to be at least somewhere between the 20 to 40% range. I really am hoping in the second half of this year, that is from July, this number definitely picks up pace. Now, in today's episode, guys, we also have some really interesting matrix. And this is to do with DeFi. And what this number states is that DEX versus centralized exchange dominance. So what it essentially is doing is that it is looking at what percentage of decentralized exchanges accounts, let's say, in comparison to centralized exchanges. So DEX dominance, guys, is at 11.16%. And this number might seem ridiculously small, but I'm sure there's only one way to go. And it's going to be really interesting to see as and when the percentage of decentralized exchanges gets roughly around 40 to 50 percent this would essentially mean guys that people are definitely using decentralized exchanges over centralized exchanges and guys the second line of bitcoin white paper does actually read 
the main benefits are lost if a central entity or a central mediary is required to prevent double spending. And if you look at it, guys, centralized exchanges, they do actually act the role of a centralized bank. And later on, guys, when we're going to be discussing news from UAE, we're also going to be discussing the news regarding the Swiss bank. Are they acting as a centralized medium or a centralized entity? But before that, guys, let's quickly look at the 24-hour volume of DeFi protocols. But because it is on a Sunday, the volume of Uniswap is less than $1 billion and it is at $736.95 billion. PancakeSwap is number second at $208.64 million. Core Finance at number third at $93.69 million. And Dodo Gas is at $93.23 million, followed by Balancer at $79.71 million. Now, guys, let's very quickly look at the volume of stablecoins. Not only is the volume ridiculously low, it is accounting for 94.19%. Of the total cryptocurrency market volume so the volume of stable coins cards is at 23.44 billion dollars and this is where it gets really scary out of this 23.44 billion dollars tether usdt accounts for 18.14 billion dollars so look guys if you look at the total cryptocurrency market volume it is at 26.48 billion dollars and out of that tether usdt accounts for 18.14 billion dollars so imagine what would happen if tether usdt were to go belly up or if the SEC does decide to go after Bitfinex, the issuers of Tether USDT, I'm pretty much sure the impact would be absolutely catastrophic. The Circle USDC's volume is at $2.19 billion. And finally, guys, Binance BSD's volume is only at $1.90 billion. And guys, listen, keep a track on the market cap of Binance BUSD. I wouldn't be surprised, let's say by Monday or latest by Wednesday, the market cap of Binance BUSD goes well below the $4 billion mark. Now let's look at the market cap, the 24-hour trading volume and dominance between Bitcoin and Ethereum. Now Bitcoin's market cap is a little shy of the $600 billion mark. It is currently at $593 billion, whereas Ethereum is at $230 billion. And to be honest, guys, there's not much movement at all so far as the market cap of Ethereum is concerned. But you also need to remember that Ethereum or ETH is constantly being burned as well. And that's one of the reasons actually why the market cap of Ethereum is looking really strong. Now imagine if Ethereum burning mechanism wasn't updated or did not kick in, the Ethereum market cap would have been ridiculously low. I wouldn't be surprised if it had been well below the $100 billion mark as well. But nonetheless, it is still about the $200 billion mark. Now the 24-hour trading volume of Bitcoin is $9.12 billion and Ethereum is at $4.85 billion. The dominance surprisingly guys for Bitcoin has gone down and it is currently at 49.60% whereas Ethereum is 19.20%. Now last week, guys, what I looked at is decentralized apps, also called as dApps, and what I was looking at, the number of unique active wallets interacting with decentralized app smart contract, and we looked at Ethereum, we also looked at Solana, but in today's episode, we're going to be looking at two blockchain protocol, we'll be looking at Tron, and we'll be looking at EOS, and to be honest, guys, the numbers are a bit scary and surprising, and so far as Tron is concerned, the number one protocol or the number one decentralized app, if you look at the volume, it is only 2,920 users and the protocol is called a Zelig Trading Bot. The second protocol, guys, is Degree Crypto and the number of users is roughly around 2,600. But listen to this, guys. The third most active wallet interacting with decentralized app smart contract in Tron blockchain only has 970 users. And this guy is absolutely scary because we talk about blockchain protocol, we talk about decentralization, and we talk about the fourth industrial revolution. But the number third protocol working on Tron blockchain 
only has 970 users. Absolutely scary and horrendous. Now let's look at EOS. First to be honest, EOS number is not looking good at all. The first protocol under EOS blockchain has roughly around 22,200 users and the protocol is called as Upland and the second one is Atomic Assets and it has 1,000 and roughly 80 users. This to be honest is not that bad but if you look at the number third guys, it is a protocol called Prospectors and it only has 740 users. Now mind you guys, you always need to remember, EOS was a protocol that did actually raise 4 billion dollars in its ICO in 2017. So imagine raising 4 billion dollars and your third protocol has only 740 users. Absolutely scary and shady stuff. And as Fluffy Pony, the former lead maintainer of Monero blockchain did actually say regarding Dan Larimer, EOS definitely looks like it's fourth scam, so definitely not ideal. Now also guys, when you look at the global cryptocurrency market, what people tend to do is they tend to look at the fear and greed index. This most likely guys is because of the BlackRock spot ETF with SEC rejecting the initial application. What does that mean? I wouldn't be surprised if the fear and greed index goes below, gradually starts moving towards fear. So it's going to be really interesting to see how the market reacts to the news regarding SEC rejecting the initial application. Now before we delve into this, in today's episode guys, what I'm going to be doing is, I'm going to give out some basic level information on Litecoin. Because to be honest guys, Litecoin is often called as the younger brother of Bitcoin. So we'll look at what Litecoin is, who are the founders of Litecoin, and what is it that makes Litecoin unique. And mind you guys, Litecoin also had a brilliant upgrade called as Mimble Wimble. So let me briefly run through what Litecoin is. Now Litecoin guys, the ticket symbol is LTC and often called as the younger brother of Bitcoin. And the price of one Litecoin is at $112.48. And if you look at it via coin market cap, it is still in the top 10 and currently ranked at number 9. The Litecoin or LTC coin guys is a cryptocurrency that was designed to provide fast, secure and low-cost payments by leveraging the unique properties of blockchain technology. And guys, in order to know more about Litecoin, the website is litecoin.org. So let me very briefly go ahead and explain what Litecoin is. Because Litecoin, guys, is one of the first cryptocurrencies created after Bitcoin and it still strives to be the silver to Bitcoin gold. And to be honest, guys, Litecoin is also sometimes described as Bitcoin Lite as it is a digital asset that is designed to enable instant peer-to-peer exchange of value at affordable rates and Litecoin is one of the most veteran cryptocurrency projects out there and still has a large active community and to be honest guys it is still in the top 10. And Litecoin guys was created based on Bitcoin BTC protocol but it differs in terms of hashing algorithm that is being used, the hard cap, the block transaction times and a few other factors and Litecoin guys has a block time of just 2.5 minutes and extremely low transaction fees making it suitable for microtransactions and point-of-sale payments. And if you look at Bitcoin block time, guys, it is roughly around 10 minutes or so. And remember, guys, Litecoin was released by your open-source client on GitHub on 7th of October 2011, and the Litecoin network did actually go live five days later on, on October 13, 2011. And since then, guys, it has exploded in both usage and acceptance among merchants and is counted among the top 10 cryptocurrencies by coin capitalization for most of its existence. And guys, if you look at the founder of Litecoin, there was a guy called Charlie Lean, who is a former Google employee who intended Litecoin to be a light version of Bitcoin in the sense because it has the same features and many properties of Bitcoin. And if you look at the size of the Litecoin block, 
it is definitely much lighter as well. And as I mentioned earlier, guys, Charlie Sheen was an early cryptocurrency adopter and a name held in high regard in the cryptocurrency industry as well. He's also called as Chocobo, who is an early Bitcoin miner and computer scientist was a former software engineer for Google. In addition to that, guys, he also held the role of director of engineering at Coinbase between 2015 and 17, before moving on to other ventures. Now, as of today, guys, he's an outspoken advocate of cryptocurrencies. Now, let me very briefly run through, guys, what is it that makes Litecoin unique? Because behind Bitcoin, Litecoin is the second most popular cryptocurrency, and the success can be largely attributed to simplicity and clear utility benefits. And as of January of 2021, Litecoin is one of the most widely accepted cryptocurrencies and more than 2,000 merchants and stores do currently accept Litecoins across the entire globe. And I'm pretty much sure guys that this number will only keep on increasing. Now one thing to remember guys, its main benefits comes from its speed and cost effectiveness and Litecoin transactions are typically confirmed within minutes and transaction fees are nearly negligible. This to be honest guys makes it an attractive alternate for Bitcoin in developing countries. The transaction fees may be a deciding factor on which cryptocurrency to support. Now in late of 2020 guys, Litecoin also saw the release of Mimblewimble, also called as MW Testnet, which is used to test Mimblewimble based confidential transactions on Litecoin. And listen guys, Litecoin users are benefiting from greatly enhanced privacy and fungibility as well. And listen guys, if you do want to look at the history behind Mimblewimble, what I'd really recommend you to do is Andreas Antonopoulos, one of the greatest educators in the space, does actually give an interesting story regarding Member Wimble. It has kind of taken something from the Harry Potter movie. Going back to the news regarding Litecoin, guys, Litecoin Foundation announced a long awaited Member Wimble extension block, also called as MWEB upgrade, as part of the Litecoin Core 0.21.2 release. And this actually did take place on the 31st of Jan 2022. And MWEB is essentially a set of largest upgrades to Litecoin network ever, promising to provide fungibility for all while also improving Litecoin scalability. But one thing to remember guys is that MWEB will be an opt-in feature allowing Litecoin to be most fungible, cash-like cryptocurrency in the space and the security and privacy enhancing taproot upgrade will also be part of the core release. And guys if you've been in the cryptocurrency space for a long time you should know by now that whatever happens to Bitcoin initially is kind of trial and tested in Litecoin first and based on the feedbacks they tend to implement the same thing on Bitcoin blockchain. Now guys, let's go ahead and talk about the king of all kings that is Bitcoin. Now the price of Bitcoin guys is $30,651 as of 3rd of July and since the last 24 hours, it is marginally down by 0.81%. Since the last 7 days, it is marginally up by 0.44%. Ethereum guys is currently at $1,914. Since the last 24 hours, it is marginally down by 0.46%. But since the last 7 days guys, it is marginally up by 1.01%. Binance BNB coin is at $244. Since the last 24 hours, it is down by 0.81%. Since the last 7 days, it is up by 2.78%. Now, since the last 24 hours, guys, if you look at the price via coin market cap, Compact Protocol is up by 19.68%. And if you look at it via 7 days, it is up by 62.86%. Now, since last week, guys, Bitcoin Cash has definitely been not just in the cryptocurrency news, but also in the mainstream news as well because it was up by well over 100% over a period of 7 days. And if you look at Bitcoin Cash right now, it is still up by 1.65% since the last 24 hours. But if you look at it via 7 days, it is still up by 56.21%. And I very specifically remember guys, the price when I did mention about Bitcoin Cash, it was roughly around $250. 
and as of now it is at $296.39. Now it's going to be really interesting to see guys how the market reacts regarding the SEC because there is news circulating that SEC has dismissed Spot Bitcoin ETF and the reasoning guys why the US Security and Exchange Commission has dismissed the latest Spot Bitcoin ETF is because the applications are inadequate. Now what does this mean guys for the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency? Now because of this news, depending on how mainstream media picks up the news, that to be honest is how the market is going to react. SEC dismissing the news does not necessarily mean that the spot Bitcoin ETF will be cancelled and Wall Street Journal did actually report that SEC says that Bitcoin spot ETF filings are inadequate and as per the article via Wall Street Journal, the regulator or SEC did actually tell Nasdaq, CBOE Global Markets that applications from BlackRock and Fidelity Investments and other aren't clear and comprehensive yet, or could it be possible that they can amend this and then go ahead and send it across? I definitely, definitely do think so that that is possible. Now, one thing you need to remember, guys, a spot Bitcoin ETF has not been approved in the US as of yet, and the reason being Gary Gensler and the Security Exchange Commission have been reluctant to approve any one because the SEC claims that the price of Bitcoin is completely open to manipulation and it is one of the main reasons. Now listen guys, if you were to follow SEC and if you were to follow Gary Gensler, I 100% agree to it and you might not like Gary Gensler's political affiliations. I definitely do not but what he's saying in this case does make 100% sense because look guys, when you talk about Bitcoin, the accumulation of Bitcoin is among multi-millionaires billionaires, celebrities and influencers and they can easily go ahead and manipulate the price. Look at Michael Saylor for instance guys, what would happen if he tomorrow decides that he wants to dump all his bitcoins or what he decides that he just wants to play with it and he just goes and tweets something negative about bitcoin. What do you think will happen to the price of bitcoin? The prices of bitcoin could go down. What he can do is he can then go ahead and buy more bitcoin and then he can say that my Twitter handle was hacked or he's changed his mind on Bitcoin and the prices would pump up. Now these are the things that regulators like SEC are definitely well aware about it and that's one of the reasons why they've actually dismissed the initial applications. Now it could be possible that as and when the application is amended, they can definitely go ahead and apply for it once again. Now listen guys, if you want to stay updated with what is going on regarding the ETF application, Laura Shin, one of the greatest podcasters in the cryptocurrency space, does tend to release quite a lot of episodes giving an update on what are the potential chances of the ETF to be approved. So definitely go ahead and check it out. Along with that bank list, they also recently released few episodes. So what I'd recommend you to do is listen to that episode. But more importantly, make sure you look at information from the first source. And the first source in this case, guys, is Gary Gensler or the SEC website. Now let's talk about some unfortunate news. And this is to do with the oldest cryptocurrency exchange that is Kraken. And Kraken, guys, has been ordered by the court to disclose user data to IRS for tax compliance and is required to provide details of users who engage in transactions exceeding $20,000 and they need to do that within a year and the official order is filed by the United States District Court Northern District of Columbia and the details required are names that is real name or pseudonymous, birth dates, taxpayer identification numbers, addresses, phone numbers, email addresses and various other documents and guys, listen, it is black and white. If a centralized exchange is offering these services, they need to have these documentations and they have to 100% submit it to the regulatory body. And guys, that is not all the information that Kraken has to disclose to IRS, apart from all the things that I mentioned. 
Kraken will also be required to release blockchain addresses and transaction hashes which are already included in the transaction data for sharing. So definitely, definitely not a guided move. But when you're using centralized exchanges, you definitely need to provide this information. And Kraken guys may also be asked to provide raw data to IRS and quite a lot of other. Now listen to this guys, could it be possible that the same information is required by Coinbase or other centralized exchanges? I wouldn't be surprised if there is a requirement to do that as well. Now guys, let's discuss some news regarding Notorious Celsius Network and Celsius as we know guys did actually go completely belly up in 2020. Now there is some update and looks like this might be positive news for the creditors for Celsius Network can now convert its altcoin into Bitcoin and Ethereum and the United States Bankruptcy Court for Southern District of New York has approved the bankrupt crypto lender Celsius Network to convert its altcoin to Bitcoin and Ethereum. Now what does this mean guys? The answer is pretty simple. It just means that liquidations will pay for the distribution of the funds to creditors in the near future. So if you're a creditor who has lost quite a lot of money, let's say to Celsius Network, there is a possibility that you might get some back so essentially what Celsius Network would do is whatever altcoins they have, they might convert it into Bitcoin and Ethereum, maybe liquidate it with other cryptocurrency exchanges and then pay it off to the creditors. I definitely am hoping that would eventually what would happen. Now guys, let's talk about some unfortunate news and this is regarding ChatGPT. And guys, listen, I use ChatGPT on a daily basis. And to be honest guys, we're not using ChatGPT as of now. I really am not sure which world we're living in. And OpenAI's ChatGPT has definitely taken the world by storm since 2022. Now the unfortunate news is that OpenAI's ChatGPT accounts were discovered on darknet markets and Bitcoin.com did actually report that a cybersecurity researcher called his group IB have found tens of thousands of devices storing ChatGPT credentials that have been infected with info-stealing malware. And you need to understand guys that ChatGPT, they also have a paid version as well and I'm pretty much sure a lot of people have opted to pay for the paid version as well. Along with ChatGPT guys, it is also connected to AutoGPT. And in order to get connected with AutoGPT, you need to have ChatGPT4. And in that guys, you definitely have to make a one-time transaction of $1 which gets reversed. So all these details would have been compromised. The one thing to note is that the account details have ended up being sold on the dark web. And the article actually states that unfortunately Asia and Pacific regions do actually lead by a number of such offers and the security firm guys which did actually identify this notorious activity is called as Group IB which is from Singapore and they have identified 101,134 stealer infected devices with safe ChatGPT credentials over the past year and the compromised accounts were found within the logs of info stealing malware traded on darknet markets thanks to its threat intelligence platform which monitors such marketplaces and stores a library of dark web data. And guys listen, the logs reached a high of 26,802 in May of 2023 with Asia-Pacific regions seeing the highest number of ChatGPT credentials being up from the sale during the period and 40.5% of the stolen accounts were between June 2022 and May 2023. And guys, the authors of the report also noted that the increase of these offerings is an indication of the growing popularity of the chatbot. So definitely unfortunate news. Now guys, let's discuss two news from Dubai, UAE and the Middle East. And the first news guys is regarding a Switzerland bank and they plan to expand crypto ambitions with Dubai license. So let me try to give us some bits and pieces of information regarding this. So this news guys regarding Rulia Spare is via Bloomberg.com. So Rulia Spare guys as you know is a Swiss private bank and is expanding its crypto wealth management services in Dubai. 
and which to be honest guys marks the firm's major push into the digital asset outside Switzerland and the bank's Middle Eastern subsidiary called as JBME will apply for digital asset license variation to provide advice and custodial services on cryptocurrencies. And Julius Vegas sees the United Arab Emirates or UAE as a crucial geography for its business expansion and the move is driven by increased economic development in the region and in Switzerland guys, Julius Bear recently started offering crypto backlending services to selected clients, allowing them to borrow against the digital asset held by the bank. And the bank aims to attract wealthy individual clients with diversified portfolios that include both traditional and digital assets. In Gaza, as we know, the UAE has been attracting crypto businesses as some companies seek friendlier jurisdictions due to a crackdown by the US authorities and major cryptocurrency exchanges like Binance, OKX, Crypto.com, Bybit have all applied for licenses with Dubai's Virtual Asset Regulatory Authority. And recently, guys, as we know, traditional financial companies like BlackRock, Bank of New York Mellon have all become actively involved in the digital asset space. But the collapse of FTX exchange in November did actually make some institutional investors cautious about heavy exposure to crypto. However, guys, demand from wealthy individual clients has remained broad spanning aged between 25 to 70 and the bank first launched crypto services in May of 2022 and currently provides standard advice on digital assets to investors in 25 countries and the bank covers the top 15 cryptocurrencies in the market subject to thorough due diligence and review panel and the expansion of Unibear's crypto services in Dubai and the UAE is positive for cryptocurrency exchanges and service providers in the region it does actually validate the growing interest and acceptance of cryptocurrencies among traditional financial institutions and it also demonstrates the potential for increased adoption of digital assets by high net worthy individuals in the UAE and guys listen the presence of established institutions like Julius Bear can further enhance the credibility and legitimacy of the crypto industry in Dubai and the UAE but my big question guys is when you're talking about cryptocurrencies why do we have to use a bank because you need to understand Bitcoin by definition is a peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash system so having a centralized entity defeats the whole purpose of using cryptocurrency in the space it would have been more sense for Julius Bank to maybe offer a cryptocurrency exchange service and guys listen one thing which I keep saying often in my crypto and coffee day podcast is you always need to quote and remember the second line of Bitcoin white paper because the second line continues in stating but the main benefits are lost if a trusted third party is still required to prevent double spending now in case of financial institutions or financial giants having a peer-to-peer electronic cash system is so critical but if you want to use let's say a centralized media or a centralized entity it defeats the whole purpose of having a bank but nonetheless definitely positive news if you want to look at it from a Dubai point of view now guys let's discuss the second news and this is to do with artificial intelligence and the news is that UAE backed biotech company has begun trials designed by artificial intelligence let me try to go ahead and explain what this news is all about and the company guys is called as in silico medicine which is a UAE-backed biotech company and they are testing a drug designed using artificial intelligence on patients and the drug is called as INSO18-055 and it is being developed to treat idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis which is essentially a chronic lung disease and phase 2 trials have begun with a first dose administered and plans to recruit 60 more patients in US and in China and the trial guys aims to assess the safety tolerability and efficacy of the orally delivered drug and in silico medicine sees the artificial intelligence designed drug as a potential option for patients worldwide targeting fibrosis and inflammation 
and the founder of Guys believes the milestone showcases the power of AI-powered drug development, so definitely positive news to be honest. And what is it that AI can do, Guys? AI tools can actually streamline the drug discovery process, reducing time and cost, and artificial intelligence can analyze large data sets to gain insights into diseases and identify potential treatment targets as well, and AI Guys can support drug simulation, outcome predictions and drug design efforts. Now listen guys, I was listening to this episode by Joe Rogan and he did have one of the scientists and they were actually discussing once quantum computer kicks in, all these tests could drastically save a lot of time. So they were discussing where tests usually take two years, in certain cases even four years because of quantum computing and because of artificial intelligence, these tests could be administered in just a matter of few hours. Is definitely going to save a lot of time. So artificial intelligence in the medical field is definitely going to be a game changer. Men's Silicon Medicine, guys, has also opened an artificial intelligence and quantum computing research and development center in Abu Dhabi. And the location offers a prime setting, stable economy, developed infrastructure, and a talented workforce. Now, so far as blockchain is concerned, guys, blockchain technology can maybe linked to this development by enhancing the security transparency and traceability of drug development and clinical trials. What are your thoughts on that guys? Blockchain technology maybe can also use to provide immutable records of clinical trial data, ensuring integrity and reducing frauds. So it's going to be really interesting to see how blockchain merges with artificial intelligence. Let's say smart contracts, even they can be used. So essentially how smart contracts on the blockchain can work is they can maybe automate and enforce compliance with trial protocols. And so far supply chain management is concerned guys. How about having supply chain management of drugs and data sharing among stakeholders that can be facilitated through blockchain and blockchain maybe can enable patient consent management and secure sharing of sensitive health data and so far as tokenization and DeFi is concerned guys you can maybe develop models that can maybe provide you funding options for biotech companies and investors in the drug development now what are your thoughts guys let me know if you agree to it or if you completely disagree to it because blockchain based systems can improve collaborations and data interoperability among different research organizations and healthcare providers and integration of artificial intelligence and blockchain technologies can definitely revolutionize the entire drug discovery and development process enhancing patient care and outcomes so those are my thoughts guys so let me know if you agree to it or if you disagree to it and those are all the news guys from Krypton Coffee Daily from Blockchain DXB in case if you have any feedback or suggestions drop me an email to info@blockchaindxb.com Check out my website www.blockchaindxp.com and also check out my website area2071.com that talks everything about metaverse and if you like listening to this podcast please click on the follow button give it a five star rating share the word across now for the next few minutes guys there's going to be an ask me anything series where you listeners can ask any questions regarding bitcoin blockchain pure blockchain cryptocurrencies nfts defi and metaverse so let's kick start with the ask me anything series Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DX. We're listening to the Ask Me Anything series. You listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, pure blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and metaverse. I have a question by Anton who says the USA does not want cryptocurrencies. Do you agree to it? And to be honest, Anton, I kind of agreed and kind of disagreed to it. To be honest, when you talk about the USA not wanting cryptocurrencies, when you talk about US from a political point of view, the current administration definitely do not want cryptocurrencies. And more particularly the SEC 
is kind of life, definitely not advocates of cryptocurrency, but here's the interesting bit guys. SEC is definitely in favor of Bitcoin and Gary Gensler is definitely a massive advocate of Bitcoin in particular and to be honest, I kind of agree to it. And to be honest, I think there is a lot of misleading and incorrect information that is being thrown out regarding the value of the US dollar. Now granted the information is correct but it is misleading. The one news which is circulating among Bitcoin maximalists among cryptocurrency influencers is the value of the US dollar is going down. Now the answer to that is 100% yes but if you look at it worldwide Anton, the US dollar is still the best of the worst. So let's say if you look at inflation right now, the US inflation is at 5% but if you look at let's say inflation in UK, it is at 10% and in other countries that's even worse. So right now strategically speaking, US is the best of the worst. And apart from which, which I agree to what you mentioned is that does the US not want cryptocurrency? If you look at the left-leaning administration, they're definitely not a fan of cryptocurrencies. And this is the whole notion about regulations. You know, I don't think the SEC is doing wrong because to be honest, if you literally follow what Gary Gensler is doing, if you literally follow every information from the security and exchange website, a lot of the information that they're doing is 100% black and white. There is no gray area. The problem arises is, let's say if I'm a protocol and if I go ahead and approach SEC and if I do not get the information or if the SEC is going up and finding, what I tend to do is in the podcast, I tend to get angry, I tend to put off a fake narrative or misleading information. So that's essentially what I'm seeing. But to answer your question, Anton, I do feel that a part of the administration definitely does not want cryptocurrencies. Now, will this change when President Donald Trump kicks in on 2024? I really am not sure. Because to be honest, President Donald Trump is definitely not a fan of Bitcoin. Now, mind you, there is again fake news and misleading information regarding that result because in one of the interviews, he did actually state that Bitcoin is acting as a role of a currency. But because he is the President of the United States, his job and responsibility is to protect the US dollar. Now, keeping that thing in mind, what he's saying is that he definitely does not want Bitcoin to be the dominant currency. Now, if you look at it from a presidential point of view, you would definitely want to have your US dollar as a strong currency. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens to the future of cryptocurrencies. But to be honest, I'm kind of disappointed in the direction now cryptocurrencies are going. Because if you look at it, Anton, besides Bitcoin, 99.99% of the cryptocurrencies definitely do not need to exist. And this is an area which I 100% agree to what the Bitcoin maximalist is saying. But anyways, those are my thoughts and opinions on it. So that's about all guys from Crypto and Coffee Date from Blockchain DXV. In case you guys have any feedback or suggestions, drop me an email to infertblockchaindxv.com. Check out my website www.blockchaindxv.com. And also check out my other website area2071.com that talks everything about Metaverse. And if you like listening to this podcast, Please click on the follow button, give it a 5 star rating and share the word across. And remember guys, Monday to Thursdays, 8am to 8.30am, we have Crypto and Coffee at 8, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, Blockchain, Pure Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And other series of episodes on the Crypto and Coffee at 8 works is, we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the power of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well, news that has an impact on the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East and the world of Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And what you're listening to right now is the Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. So thanks so much for listening guys and have a nice one. Bye bye. <laughs>